The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, September 8th, 2017, season 13, episode number 35. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. We're going to get you ready for this Sunday's opening game for the Cowboys. Cowboys take on the Giants Sunday night football, 7.30 p.m. at AT AT&T Stadium. And we got all the information for you guys on what exactly is going to happen, what you should expect. And at the end of the show, we'll give you some predictions, some crazy predictions and some Uh predictions for the game. That did not leave our show uh, with Taylor and Brian. We'll keep doing that. Good. Uh, How's everybody doing this morning? I almost mouthed off to you right there, and then I stopped myself. I'm so glad you're starting to see you and Zeke both. Some growth, some maturity. Like, that's a good thing, you know? That's a good thing, Dave. Let's keep it going. All right, let's uh, (laughs) – I'm really glad that you said that because I just – Tweeted out the uh, Periscope, and I said, we got some crazy predictions today. And as I hit send, I said, I wonder if we're still doing that. And then You, you know, if if you were to read the email that I sent, like, the night before. Nope. You did. Well, I, know. I don't well, know if you read I it. Replied. You just replied I and replied. said, it looks, sounds good to me. Amber's probably the only one that no, I, takes time to read it. I did. I did read it. You did? You just Maybe subconsciously I kind of knew that it was in there, and that's what we do on Friday. Yeah. Good. Okay. So we'll get to that in the final segment as we normally do on Fridays here on the break. Uh, but for right now, let's who start talking here? first. Who sits here for the for the talking for hanging with the boys? Whatever. Who sits here? I think that's Kurt for hanging with the boys. For talking, that would be Mickey. Yeah. Why? He's hungry. It's always jacked up. I, I think it was a player actually. I think it was a player. I don't a player know. Player was sitting there. Didn't they have a player? Guess they do have a player on. Maybe the player was sitting there. It was a player. I don't know who though. It was Jonathan Cooper. Oh, it was Jonathan Cooper. Wow. Cool. Actually, we're going to talk about Jonathan Cooper here in just a second. Not first. We might talk about him second, but we probably won't talk about him first. <laughs> All right, let's start first with some injury talk. Uh, Cowboys looking good for this uh, this weekend. Uh, everybody on the team practiced in some form or fashion yesterday, except for Anthony Hitchens, who we know is going to be out for presumably four or five weeks, whatever it's going to be. Um, but it looks like from all accounts that everybody that they want to be available to them will be available to them. Barring possibly Jordan Lewis, who still isn't completely practicing. What? <laughs> Just keep going. Please keep going. All right. So um, I guess from that standpoint, you feel good about the Cowboys. But on the other side of it, we spent some time talking yesterday about Odell Beckham. He did not practice again yesterday. You guys convinced yet? We convinced yet? Or? Yeah, I've ch- totally changed my tune. I think now he's definitely not going to play. Definitely not. Play. I thought he was. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's still playing. Play. <laughs> I knew you were still hedging your bet. You're You're going to hedge your bet all the way until kickoff, right? Yeah, I mean, if if I'm wrong, if you're wrong, you owe all of us lunch. That's what we said. Well, Derek said that yesterday. (laughs) I didn't know that. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm not sold. Training table. (laughs) See y'all there. I'm not sold at all. That I don't feel any differently. I think it's still a good bet that he plays, but I'm. I I think he's not going to be worth anything. um, Basically, I mean. You're not. So you think he runs out there and he's just kind of decoy guy? He's just... not going to be Demarcus Ware against the 09 Saints. He's not going to go out there and just be a stud after not being able. To, he can't move around well enough to practice. I don't buy that. And that's why I don't think he plays. I don't think they put him out there if all he's doing is just kind of hobbling around. I think they might because again, like when you maybe talk, it's a distraction. When you're talking about that caliber of player. And maybe they're wrong, but like that's the way NFL teams think. It's like having him out there and having him in uniform is is something. But you know that. But I think when when teams do that, I think it only takes a series for the other team to say he can't do anything. So we're not we're not going to be distracted by that. Like, and so I don't I don't I think still, that, I don't think I it still, really matters. I still lean toward Nick's line of thinking that like when a guy of that caliber, it I know. And he come had, on, Dave. It's true. He has to be medically cleared and all that stuff. Right. But like those guys find a way to get into the game. And so even if I he doesn't, the so you guys think it's like people see him at practice. I've seen videos of him kind of jogging and running around. I've seen it, too. But I think the problem will come when he needs to make those cuts. You know, that's where the an- ankle issue comes. Oh. Yeah, I think we're taking two different things. Like the, the argument is, will he play? 
what he's gonna do, like I'm, I'm agreeing with all of y'all about that. Like I, if he's not, if he just started jogging on Wednesday, that doesn't see, or that's what was being reported. Who knows if behind closed doors if he's over there making cuts and all that, and he wants to come out with his cape and with Superman and all that. Because he, he's very all out in a wheelchair <laughs> like Paul Pierce and yeah. just stand up dramatically. Yeah, be kind of awesome. Yeah, I don't. I, I, no, just to be clear, I don't Showman. think he's playing. It's not a ma- I'm not saying I don't think he's going to play well. I'm saying I don't think he's playing. The easy comparison here would be Jason Witten, but that's too hard because he never misses a game. So yeah. let's take it to another player and say if Sean Lee was facing this same issue and was in the same exact situation, you think he's not finding a way out there? No, Sean Lee took $2 million on the table in that one meaningless game in 2015 and said, nah, I'm not going to play for $2 million. Meaningless game. $2 million? If he couldn't run well and couldn't play up to his potential, I don't think he plays. I think he would be like, get another roll of tape, throw it on there. You know, would you want to do that to one of your best players right at the start of the season, week one? I understand they're going against that's the Cowboys. And, a, but fact yeah, is, but this is not Odell's decision. This is going to be a decision that's made by their medical staff and a decision made by their coach. It's not going to be an Odell decision. The word coming out of New York is that it's a 50-50 shot. And again, yes, he has to be cleared medically. Assuming he's cleared medically but nobody feels good about what he'll be able to do, still think he'll be out there. Not saying he'll be effective. He, he probably won't be effective. Like, if I had to guess, he plays like – 30% of the snaps and finishes with, like, two catches for 25 yards or something like He's that. He's just happy J.J. Wilcox isn't back there. Yeah, great point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move well, on. Well, either way, right. whether he plays or not, he won't. I don't think he'll be a problem for the Cowboys. So that, I'm way more concerned about Brandon Marshall. That just, sounds really, like, that just sounds like famous last words for whatever that's worth. Like, we're just, like, he won't be a problem for the Cowboys. He's the best receiver. And then come Monday, we're like, <laughs> oh, my that God. Odell Beckham. Is that Odell's fourth so. touchdown or his third? <laughs> It's his third, fourth. If he had the, oh yeah. Third. I don't know that he he won't look like he won't look like the Odell that we've gotten used to seeing. But I I kind of lean toward thinking he'll be out there. All right. Well, we will see on Sunday. Let's get to some inactives for the Cowboys. This will be this is always the the tough part when you're at the early part of the season. You're relatively healthy and you're having to decide what guys, what seven guys that are on your 64, 63 man roster aren't going to actually. Uh, I'm sorry. On your, yeah, am I getting this right? No, on your 53-man roster, sorry. Six. The 46 that will actually play, yeah. the seven that are not going to play. So I'm going to run down some names for you guys, and I want you to tell me whether you think that they will be active or inactive. All right? Let's start with Jordan Lewis. Inactive. Inactive. <laughs> inactive. Good. Uh, Jay Elliott, the linebacker they picked up. Active. 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 All right. Uh, Noah Brown. Inactive. Uh, yeah, yeah, inactive. I, I sat next to Dave yesterday at practice while he did this, so I'm going to probably agree. So I'm going to let Dave just – You say. can I, – I, I don't really disagree with anything. I think you can write six of these in stone. There's one, but go ahead. Okay. Um, this one is a choice. Kellen Moore or Cooper Rush? One of them will be inactive. Which yeah. one? Cooper Rush. I think Cooper Rush will be inactive. Agree? Will he? Yeah, he will be. Inactive. Okay. Uh, not should be. Is that what you're saying? Yes. All right. Anthony Hitchens, obviously. Inactive. Inactive. Uh, ben Ben Wickery, the cornerback they picked up. Ah, active. You think active? I'm yeah. not sold. I don't, and that's kind of there's like this there's there's a handful of candidates for that. For I think that he might seventh he spot. might be inactive. I I think his I think whether or not he's active depends entirely on Chidabe Wuzier and Cheeto has practiced two of the three days this week fully. You're saying one of the two of them? I wouldn't be surprised. I would be if Cheeto, if Cheeto was inactive, I'd be surprised. I'm saying if the only way, no, not the only way. I could see Ben Wickery being inactive if they think Cheeto's really if he's good to go, and I think he is. I got so you right. Okay, I think he is a candidate to be inactive. Nah, I, I think I, I think he'll he'll be active, and if he's not active, I think that was a huge mistake. I mean, like. Why Why get him then? I mean, why not get the player who can play? If you're going to go out and get someone, I know they didn't give up a lot, and they may not give up anything, I guess, if he doesn't. Well, isn't it a, it's a longer thing. I mean, if he just got here. Maybe they don't think he's ready to play this week. That doesn't mean he's not ready to play by week two. Then I, yeah, that's the full how season, I'm right? Then I don't think he's the right guy then. I mean, I, I think that's part of the factor when, you, when you're signing a player or going to get a certain player. I mean, you get a player, not only the guy that can help you, but a guy that, that is ready to play. His readiness to come in and, and contribute for you should be a factor in f- taking him over 
him, 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 and him. I this disagree great, with that on uh, at the beginning. Go ahead. This is a great segue because I talked to Benet Ben Wicker yesterday, and I'm going to put a story up about it later. I was just kind of talking to him about the process of getting ready to play in a new defense in six days, and he's you know he's oh, got then he's playing then because Dave was not. Knowing how busy the site's going to be and how full it's going to be, he's not going to put a story up about a player who will be inactive. He's playing. Wow. Thanks for that vote of confidence. Hope I'm not. Finish your story. He, just, he, you know, right, Dave. It was really right. It was really enlightening. Just, uh, you know, people always talk about how simple Rob Marinelli's scheme is and how helpful that is. And he said, you know, this is not. These are not concepts I'm not familiar with. It's just the terminology I've got to learn. Have to learn my base calls thought this was really interesting which I don't even know how you pick this up in five days but he was like the big thing you got to do is try to figure out what a coach wants to call in a certain situation so like what does Rod like to call on third and eight or you know what are his early down calls and once you kind of get a feel for that then you can just go out there and let it flow um but then at the end so I, I, don't, I don't know I probably talked to him for five minutes and he said if I don't remember the exact quote but he basically said if they need me then I think I can go out there and get through a game. And I was like, in my head, I was like, well, they, they kind of need you. Like, are you are you not sure if you're going to be up or down? So I don't know. I think that's interesting. I think I think he could be inactive, but I, I would lean toward him being active, I think. All right. You know, he's uh, he's no Sterling Moore then. Remember when they brought in Sterling Moore for the yeah. first time? It seemed like they got him a few times. I was about to say, he's been there a few times. They signed him. They picked him up from the airport Friday night, like at 5 or 6 o'clock. I had to go get him from some – I guess he got cut by New England or whatever, claimed. Friday night, and they played the Steelers on Sunday. Just, you know, fr by Friday, the players are already gone and out. Yeah. And uh, he picked it up, played, played really well in the game. So, I just think – not all positions, but I think cornerback – is one where you can kind of get through it a little bit. And sometimes you're pressed into doing that because you have to. Yeah. I don't know if this is a situation where, right. where Ben Wickery is, they have to have him the out. The presence, if if Cheeto's fully capable of playing and you've got your young safeties and everything, I don't know. you got the, th the three that are going to be playing the most of the time. I know that you have to have him. But I think he's got a good shot to be out there. Wait, right. so how many do we have right now? Right now we've got Lewis, we've got Brown, we've got Rush, we've got Hitchens. That's four. Ben Wickery would be your fifth. Why don't we hold him? Yeah, on the, hold him. All right, uh, Charles Tapper. I lean see that, and that's the other one too. Like that's the tricky spot that I'm in, where I wouldn't be surprised if Tapper sits, but playing a whole game with seven defensive yeah. linemen sounds kind of dicey. Okay, so let's let's hold those both of those. Okay, um, I think, and you look at the history of what they do with the running backs. One of these two guys, I would presume, is going to be inactive. Darren McFadden. Or Alfred Morris. Yes. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, so, pick. which do you think is inactive? Morris. Morris. I lean toward Darren. Morris based I'm on. Go with Darren. I lean. I lean toward Morris based on prior experience, but it's it's all up to. I mean, what they want to. Yeah. What what they see in this matchup, you know. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that Zeke's out here, I always say that. Morris is the guy that most closely resembles what Zeke does, which so I would lean toward him sitting. But again, you have the, both of those guys; you don't need them both. I wouldn't be surprised by either one. Yeah, I, I think the Cowboys. Obviously, it looks like over the years, that, over the you know years it's, that he's been here, it seems like they have this this uh, affinity for McFadden. But at the same time, I think if you look at the preseason, I think Morris looked better than yeah. McFadden to me. I thought he did. So I, I'm kind of leaning toward maybe but if I had, if I were choosing, I would say maybe McFadden would be inactive and I'd keep Morris and, and let's see what we could do with him on, you know, yeah. spell when he has to spell Zeke. Yeah, but but the role that you'd be playing, um, yeah, I think McFadden would be better for that role. I mean, as a starter, I think Morris might be better for the starter, but I think McFadden would be better for a backup role. I, I would probably keep McFadden as this role and keep him here. Throughout whatever the suspension is, keep him here. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me from the Cowboys' standpoint to say, why don't we not play McFadden? Because we're going to have to play McFadden after this if you know, we don't want to give Denver a look on him or anything that we do with him. Good point. You know, if we have to, you know, so it, there's a lot of things in play here. I consider it six of one, half a dozen of the other, and whoever's up probably won't get that much work. And and as hopefully as yeah. Scott Linehan said, we're gonna we're gonna give him the ball a lot. Yeah, you know, and I don't think he did go as far to say we're gonna run him into the ground because you know he might be suspended for the next six weeks, seven weeks, really.
I expect it to be the Zeke show and not the running back number two show. So, All right, let me give you one other name. Uh, Jonathan Cooper. Possibility he's inactive? I think so. Yeah. It's the same. I mean, it's the Ron Leary, Lyle Collins conundrum. I mean, although I will throw this out there that Jonathan Cooper has the flexibility to play guard and center, which makes him valuable, but Joe Looney can do that too. Right. Joe Looney's also your jumbo guy, goal line, fourth and And I think Joe Looney's a better player. I believe. I don't know if I think that. I oh. don't think so. I don't know if I, I think, think so. that, but I think they trust him to why, wear about. Why would you hats. say that? I mean, why would you think that? Because they they have tried everyone, but they've Nate tried Newton to come back. Yeah, and play they've left tried guard, to take his job, and for they've never month. given it to John Jonathan or Joe Looney. They've never said Looney started at left guard. Now versatile. Derek's is, like, I know. Believe me, I've tried to tell him. This is a. Montre, <laughs> I mean, this is a Montre Holland Phil Costa situation. On a game day, I'll go with the versatile guy who can play center. But if I have to start, if 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 Chaz gets hurt, which probably won't happen, but I mean, if Chaz does get hurt in the game, and and Cooper has to come play next week. I mean, it's not going to be Looney; it's going to be Cooper because they feel like he's better. I get all that. I'm just saying, based on what I saw during training camp and preseason, I think Joe Looney was a better player. Just you my opinion. See Joe Looney play with any starters, though. Okay. Well, all right. Either I, way, I think I think. I mean, Jonathan, I saw him dance yesterday. I've also seen Jonathan Cooper play with starters and wasn't completely impressed. I think Jonathan Cooper is probably the guy in sweats. He probably it's the, and, the inactive. Guy. It's and you know it's yeah. the same thing. Ron Ron Leary is way too good of a player to to be inactive on game days, but he was because he didn't do enough to merit a roster spot if he wasn't starting. Okay, so we've got six guys that we all kind of agree on that they will be inactive. Jordan Lewis. Noah Brown, Cooper Rush, Anthony Hitchens, um, one of the running backs. A running back. We're okay with that. An older and running then, back. Right. Extra corner. <laughs> and then Jonathan Cooper. It's an so extra corner. So the final one, we got yeah, we got to decide, is it, is it Tapper or is it Ben Wickery? Who's more likely to help you in this game? Probably Tapper. If you call the help. I mean, it depends on how you feel about <laughs> I, Tapper. Right? I think, think about this. I think Ben Wickery has a better chance of doing something for you. Exactly. Yeah. Think about it. Corners start going down. Mm-hmm. Let's say you lose two corners, and it can happen because I remember the game against the Jets on the 9-11 game, ten, what, six years ago? 2012? 2011? 2011. Yeah. I remember Barry Church played corner at some point in the game because yeah. everybody was getting hurt. And if you start losing corners, there's not a lot of players who can kind of help there. So You got one. You got a, you got a safety that can drop down the corner yeah. if you need to. Xavier, yeah. Well, Xavier Woods has yeah. Xavier Woods as well, right? right, right. So you got a couple. Right. You, you, you do have a couple. Um, but you also have a couple for defensive end as well. Like if you needed some pass rush help, you could go with Wilbur. You could go with the new guy Elliot, who that they could rush off the edge. I meant to bring that up. That's a really I good point. I didn't I think would, about Elliot. I yeah. would lean towards keeping an extra corner if that that's the case. I lean. I think Plus I he played in a Super Bowl and Tapper. I lean, never played it at all. I lean. At all. Toward, he hasn't had a single game. I think Ben Wickery will be up, and yeah, you've got guys that can help you. Sort through this D-line mess. In the like middle. I said the other day. Oh, oh, <laughs> Mama I Amber. looked at Tapper's face, and I could tell he's not playing this weekend. I told you guys. You know, you like e- <laughs> ESP is not a real thing. You know that, right? <laughs> like you can't just read somebody's mind based on their face. Um, Romo, can you just admit this, Nick, please? I knew what was going to happen to Romo. Nick has been here for. I Wait, don't know. you knew before that Seattle game. Okay, you that, didn't. No, 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 no. You said you were ready to see well, somebody first else. Of all, first of all, before this place was built, if you remember, we were all yes, we were oh, all yeah. out, out at. Uh, I mean, the first time they showed us this place, we had hard hats on, and they took us to that group lunch. Yeah. We're, Sitting there eating pizza, and the guy was like, "God, I can't wait to see you guys here again." And we never went back there, of course. But um, she said, "I don't know about Tony Rome. I think he's going to get hurt. I think he's fr- too fragile. And every time he gets hit, uh, you can't count on him." And we were just like, "It's the first point she's ever really made." Really, like, and this was that point where he's healthy, right? Oh, he's yeah, healthy he's, he's right guy, now. He's, and he's no, off. they're looking at me like, "Who is this girl?" First of all, you're not even from here. Second of all, you're a girl. Look at you. You just got here. You don't know anything. Okay. Who are you? Yeah, who are you? <laughs> I think I did she talk? It wasn't <laughs> I don't think that was the point that bothered me. I think it was more the fact that you were trying to like take his job away while he was still healthy. You were well, like we need to make a change. We need to Aside from that, aside from that, go then, to the then, next 
And then, Sorry, like please. after six <laughs> weeks of of Dak, and you know, now Dak keep, you know keeps winning. And when's Tony gonna come back? And she said, "I talk, I saw Tony, and he didn't look right. Like he looks like this is really, really weighing on him." And I said, "I don't think so. Like I, I know Tony, and I I think he's he's really okay. I don't think this is really that big a deal." Like two days later, he stands up there and he reads this letter and he talks about how <laughs> the NFL is a meritocracy. So you have to give me some credit. I, I yeah. like I'm telling you. All right, so Ambar, the mind uh- reader. <laughs> no, so sit Tapper. I'm going with it. That's what I think too, anyway. So I don't know why I'm arguing. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so let's Thanks, take our first Dave. break. When we come back, we're going to get into some questions about this game. I want these guys to tell uh, you guys uh, what they think is going to happen. I have some questions lined up for them. We'll do it when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credit start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. Bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together You picked up a spare but you're craving something better A thirst runs deep inside, you don't know what to do You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you Craving Rider You like the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper Craving Rider When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today Dr. Pepper I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of a break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star we're talking cowboys and giants that'll be the games that game will be sunday night 7 30 p.m at&t stadium did you guys watch the game last night yeah beginning to end it's fun wasn't it shout out taylor stern she was spouting off all day yesterday about how the chiefs were gonna win she told me that this morning she's like i called it broke, called it broken clocks are right twice a day <laughs> but it was a fun game fun game yeah, to watch really those fun. young guys out in, in kansas city wow i impressive shout out all my draft show listeners come take the ride with us next off season because kareem hunt was a senior bowl guy he was one of our top five most impressive senior bowl dudes we had an eye on him all through the process it's kind of like I feel like a proud dad when I like that's my favorite reason for doing the draft show is like, you know, so much about like the younger guys that are coming into the league. Like uh, Trey Flowers is another one, Arkansas guy. He's balling out for New yeah. England. He's a guy that I think it was three drafts ago. He was a guy that the Cowboys were considering as a mid round pass rusher, or blah, blah, blah. But my knowledge of other teams players since I started doing that show is through the roof. You know, so. That's why you're going to be doing our scouting reports this year. Hey, awesome. man, shameless plug. I was you, thinking Ryan. I was thinking about um, you know, the Cowboys core guys on offense. You know, your quarterback, your running back, your receiver, tight end, and, and left tackle. What, what are we talking about? Mississippi State, Ohio State, Oklahoma State, Tennessee, USC, you know, center, you know, you got Notre Dame, Wisconsin, all that. Look at Kansas City. You know, 
Utah, Toledo. Where did where did Tyreek Hill end up? Uh, he wound up somewhere I've never heard of. Although he was at Oklahoma, he was State. Oklahoma State, but he went some other places. Went to a JUCO the for first pick of the reasons. draft was Central Michigan. Yeah, Eric. Sure? I don't even is he? Yeah, he's still yeah, yeah, there. He's still, still there. there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're you're tied in. Who's a really good player? Cincinnati. You know, it, it's, yeah. They and and they let go of their GM. Like he's built a really nice roster, and they yeah. just let him go this last offseason, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And they weird. they are for years. Kansas City's been a team where they don't really have that dynamic player. And they then, then now. when you think about what the eleventh or twelfth pick in the draft, what that could, how that person could help you. That's why drafting quarterbacks is so tricky. And I I always agree with the the mindset of draft it when you need it. For this reason alone, even though I know people will disagree with that, and, and you could throw the Packers at, out there if you want, but it's really tough to do that. It's tough discipline to draft a quarterback that you don't need right now because if you had the 11th pick in the draft, name a position that could help you. Someone on that line, another receiver maybe, another defense, safety for them. You know, yeah, that, that sucks. Could help. Yeah, that does. But I'm just saying. Um, but there's Mahomes sitting there. You know, He's not going to do anything, and Alex Smith's like, all right, draft, hey, draft Pat Mahomes. I mean, he was awesome. You went in. Well, as I said that last night on Twitter. It's like the I think the average, the majority of football fans would say Kansas City is great, but I don't really take them seriously because their quarterback play is not up to snuff with like the elite teams in the league. Well, if Alex Smith does that, even like he doesn't even have to do that. People every forget week. where he was drafted. Like this guy's got talent. I mean, okay, this guy's, like, he hasn't proven he's got he's got talent. He's a fine player, but I think you know that was like his eighth three hundred yard game of his career. Like at this point, we know what he is, and he's not Aaron Rodgers. But he hasn't had. He has. I don't think he's had these kinds of we- these kinds well, of weapons the, in his career. I will be the story with with Alex Smith no. is the fact that in eight years in a row he had eight different offensive coordinators yeah. in eight years. First eight seasons. Right. I mean, Dax think had about two that. and two. I mean, yeah. one in, in two years. I mean, every year you're changing it up. That's that's totally fair. And you know, he had a he had a year in San Francisco where he balled out too. Like he's a good player, yeah. but. Most people don't think of him as that dynamic difference-making quarterback. Think of him as a manager. If he even plays like that for half of their games this year and then just doesn't get in the way for the other half, they, I mean, sky's the limit for them, even if Eric Berry's out. I mean, they got enough talent on the rest of that defense. That pass rush will be yeah. good enough to They're, make the secondary. They were, okay, really, right? they were really impressive. Can, yeah. I, can I throw this uh, out there as well? Um, we, we like to have different things on our site. We're, we're the site for everyone, you know. Well, we have a fantasy article every day. I mean, every every week, and every, on Thursdays it goes out. And our, our writer, Jonathan Opping, you've seen him write some other things. How about this headline? While Cole Be- why Cole Beasley is a smart play, Thursday's other quarterback makes sense. So, yeah. You put that out yesterday? Yeah, Brady's good. But you know what? Alex Smith. Way to go, Johnny. Yeah. It is. Nice call. And you know what's funny about that is we asked him a year and a half ago, can you, you want to you wanna do this and write this fantasy? And he was like, I can try. I mean, I don't really do it a lot. I do a little bit, you know. And now, now he's like, he digs in there. He finds all these players you never heard of before, and he and he does. It, and the article's a lot. Uh, it's sponsored by DraftKings, and it's if you play regular, you know, traditional fantasy or the the daily fantasy. Yep, which is legal, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure it is. Um, yeah, we we probably all should have known something was up when they let Macklin go during training camp. Like that was kind of a hint that they felt like they had some pretty good players. Uh, there at the wide receivers, at least their skill positions, and certainly last night it looks like I, they do. I went back and and I remember a conversation with Des, Des and Joseph Randall because they're when they're lockers right next to each other for. A while. No, but they hung out a lot in the locker room down in that corner. Des would no. Randall had Darren Woodson's. Old that's talking. right. I thought Des was done. Maybe not, but anyways, I remember oh. them down there one time talking, and they're saying, "Do you see that number twenty four? He's the fastest player in in the league, in the college football." And I just remember them saying number 24, number 24, and I, was, I don't know who that was. And then I went and, and Googled Tyree Kill and realized that that was that player they were talking about four, five, six years ago. He didn't last very long at Oklahoma State. But, no. But, you know. Did you see last night on the broadcast, they actually showed, like, they transposed his 200 time that he had in high school over the Olympic finals, yeah. 200 meter, and he was right there in the pack with all those guys. Now, this was his high school time. And it was right there in the pack with these guys that were running in the Olympic finals. The thing that of course, great player. Usain Bolt was way ahead of everybody else, but he was with the pack, though, which still says that he has world-class speed as of high school, 
which who knows what it is now, right? Mm. The thing that really freaked me out about that was that he was in high school during the 2012 Olympics, which, you know, I mean, y'all are older than me, and that made me feel old, so. Yeah. Hey, keep living. Yeah. Keep living. All right, let's get to some of these questions. Um, first question I have for you guys, we, we've already kind of established that we all think Jonathan Cooper might be inactive, which kind of kills the idea of whether he is going to be the starter at left guard. We, we feel like Chaz Green's going to be that guy. But that all being said, do you think that's the right decision? Do you think Chaz Green, what, based on what we've seen throughout the preseason, based upon the history of Chaz Green's health, do you think it's the right decision for Chaz Green to be your starting left guard over Jonathan Cooper? I don't, but I mean, that's what they're going to do. So I, I'm, you can't really argue that anymore, but I don't think that's the bad that from what I've seen and the domino effects afterwards, I would not do that because it's, it's a, to me, it's a toss up. I've seen green, you know, play well at times. I've seen Cooper play well, but Cooper to me has been more steadier because he's been healthier. So I can trust him more to be there. And, and I just like Chaz green to be my backup left and right tackle more than I like Byron Bell to do it. So, and then I, and then I don't like shuffling three or four positions at once. So I, I just think it's it makes more sense to go Jonathan Cooper right now and Green as the backup to both spots. That's what I would do. I, They're not going to do. It. I I agree with him in one sense, but I do think this is the best five that you can put on the field. I think if you're following that mantra, this is the best option. The problem is how long will it last, and I don't know the answer to that. Which. It seems like it makes sense to hedge your bets and and save the very talented tackle to be an insurance policy, not only as a swing tackle, but if something happens to Tyron or if something happens to Cooper or Lyle Collins, whatever, he can do a lot of stuff for you. But it's hard for me to get too worked up about it because this is the best possible combination of players. So that's kind of what I'm going to let at. you answer that before I'm going to attack Dave for a second. All right. Go ahead. Oh. I, I don't agree that's the right decision at all. And going back <clears throat> sorry, going back to what was it, the game against the Raiders, the preseason game, me standing there on the sideline, just watching him play from that close, you know, and seeing how he moves around and when he kinda tripped over and then you kinda see him um what is it called again? Kinda not know. being able to walk too good. Limping. Lim- limping, yeah, sorry. Limping. He's limping around. I'm like, okay, they need to take him out. Take him out. They left him there. And then you, I think it was Nick, that argued, like, well, you want to see him, how he does out there. You want to... Him. Get, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. just all players in preseason, but... No, him. Yeah. Him. But and after seeing all that, I mean, I, I still don't know why they're so stuck with Chaz Green. It's just... It's not good. I mean, if you want to make Jonathan Cooper your starter and not rely on Chaz Green and just not kind of have them rotating around, just give it to Cooper to begin with. We know that Chaz Green will possibly get hurt. So just have him as a backup. All right. I just feel like that Chaz Green, because he's a third-round pick, I think that we, we've put him in this category like, well, he's, he's a talent from a talent standpoint that he – is you know because you you call him a top 100 pick all the time he is okay but why don't you say jonathan cooper's a top seven pick because jonathan cooper has a much longer career history of not living up to that pick and honestly much like Chaz green it's probably not his fault right i think and you know anybody that's watched him will tell you that he doesn't look like the same player i think he he fractured his fibula or something in his leg when he was with arizona and he's been with four other teams uh, or three, he's been with Cleveland and New England, and now here. So he's been with four teams total. He hasn't been able to recapture that form. That was five years ago. So he's got a long track record of not living up to that. Whereas, again, Green's just getting there. Green <laughs> still working on it. Still See, working on it. I and I <laughs> went off. I went off on this random training camp. Like I'm, I just, I'm not gonna dog a guy and act like he's a bad player because he gets hurt. That's it's an incredibly physical game. Uh, stuff like that happens again. I mean, how fr- and I know what you're about to say, but how frustrating were the first three or four years of Sean Lee's career? It was the same thing. And I don't know that Chaz Green is as good a player as Sean Lee wound up becoming, but I think he's a really talented guy. He's powerful. He's agile. Honestly, think he looks a little bit better at tackle than he does at guard. But I think he's a better player than Jonathan Cooper if he can stay healthy. 
then I think that will bear out over time. I, and they're uh, they're clearly willing to take that gamble, and so I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep about it. We'll see if what they're I, right. What I do like about him is that, you know, when you talk about Travis Frederick, what's the the one thing that everyone always says about you know about his his game is that just how smart he is, just 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 how he, you know he can see a lot of things. Uh, talking to Chaz Green yesterday. He's pretty smart too. Like he he was talking about a lot of things about you know just from from the call standpoints, the differences there uh, from the help. Who's got the help? He said working with Travis Frederick. So I I think that he'll he'll be fine there uh, playing between Tyron Smith and Travis Frederick. It doesn't get much. I wouldn't say easier, but but you're gonna you're gonna you can lean on. There's not two two players you can lean left and right better in the NFL than these two guys right there. But I'll go I'll go as far as to say this: if he stays healthy. I don't see them going away from him because he's not playing up to snuff. Like they're not gonna, he's not gonna lose his job because he's not playing well. I don't think he's worse than than Jonathan Cooper. That's, no, he's yeah, not. I, and honestly, but I, I don't know that I can make the same claim on the other side either. I mean, like I don't know that he's better than Jonathan Cooper. I think they're about the same. Going back to what Nick was saying earlier, they at least what we've seen this year at Zim playing guard. I agree with you. I think Chaz is a better tackle than he is a guard. But what we've seen basically between the two of them at guard when they've played during training camp and during the preseason. I think they've been comparable. I don't think one has stood out from the other. I'm going to ask I'll ask all y'all the same question quickly. I know you got to move on. Knowing what we what we know now, let's go back to the first OTA practice in May and you're lining up the offensive line from left to right. How would you line them up? I in in my world, I'd I'd probably I'd swap Chaz and Lyle and put Lyle at guard and Chaz at tackle. I still would not. I still keep it the way it is because I get their thought process is Lyle, I think he's going to have to learn it, but I think his ceiling is much higher, and I think having the stability at tackle is way more important than having stability at guard. Plug and play at guard is a lot easier than the right tackle who now is, is yeah. has a, a really good pass rusher screaming around the edge to yeah. get to your quarterback. I'd agree with that. Going back there, huh? my thoughts have changed now. Back there, I would just – be like, get another play. <laughs> like, you find someone else. <laughs> I, to go back honest. to the well. Which what one? I, fair, that's a fair. My yeah. main, what I really want to do is sick Will McClay on this draft class and find another guard and yeah. then attack this again next year. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. But since we're here now and that's not the case, uh, like I was saying yesterday, I think switching them just because. Lyle, I don't, I'm not feeling too comfortable with what he's doing right now, but just how you pointed out, you know, just give him some time and he'll be good. And I, I have faith in him. I know he will be good. He, right. And we a, can't be short sighted. He's a this. good player. Yeah. But I think maybe just keeping him at guard, not Lyle, Chaz Green, keeping him at guard maybe helps injury wise to not have him get injured as much as I would think oh. being at, Tackle? I don't know. I mean, there seems like there's more stuff going on inside. Yeah, there's, there's I, I a lot more know. congestion in there, a lot more legs that can get tangled and yeah. feet that can be, you know, tripped over. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I see him being safer at guard, but he's better at tackle. I, so. I, I'll say this to, to that point. I think uh, – actually, I will, I will agree with you. When you're coming off an injury, especially an ankle injury, and having to to stay inside, I think it's probably better for him rehabbing an injury to play guard. I think if you're just talking about exposed to injuries, you you know you might be more exposed to to have an injury from the inside. But if you're coming back from something, you don't need to be as agile. I would think maybe guard. All right, so we're going to take our final break. When we come back from break, here's the question I'm going to pose to you guys. Last year, Zeke ran 107 yards in the the last game that they played against the Giants, and the Cowboys obviously did not win that game. So is this game going to be more about what Dak can do in the passing game than it will be about what Zeke can do on the ground? We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? 
Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credit start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Jack Black products are carefully formulated with the finest natural ingredients and proven high-performance skincare technology. You'll find these performance products in the locker room at the Ford Center and in the luxury suites at AT&T Stadium. Go to our website at getjackblack.com and check out all of our game-changing products, including Beard Lube, our award-winning shave cream, and Deep Dive Glycolic Facial Cleanser, a Men's Health Award winner. Again, that's getjackblack.com. Nothing complicated, nothing cosmetic, just superior skincare. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage quick, Studios. Can I, can I just say one thing real quick? Yes. You can shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. It's good underwear. You need to tell me a little bit more about that. Well, it's, it's good underwear. You don't even know that you're really wearing it, even though you are. You know, and people would, you know, would. You rocking right now? I am. I am too. Yeah. Where you go? It's, it's, you know, I don't know how many pairs I have, but they're the first five or six. That I'll wear, and then you got to go into something else if you want, and then maybe you yeah, know. you're like, and aren't you oh. kind of disappointed on those days? Yeah, oh. I know I am. I'm kind of like, gotta go back to cotton after this. Yeah, it's not a Tommy John day, right? Right, exactly. I'm I'm the same way. I'm the same. And Tommy John, it's days, a non Tommy John. If day If it's for an important today, day, like, you got to break out the Tommy John. Exactly, exactly. I got to put on a tie. It's Tommy John day. There you go. That type of thing. There you go. Well, we, he just told you what he's gonna be wearing Sunday. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, no doubt. Oh yeah, always on game day. Always on game day. Always on game day. Amber Sauer was good. Good to know. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's answer this That's something we have not gotten gotten past. We can do this and talk and all that, but when it just gets to that next part of that awkwardness, we just don't transition. Well. I know. we got to work that out. Maybe yeah. we'll do some practice reps sometimes something. off air. See if okay. we can get that. All right. Um, so the question I have for you guys before, it, it was based around the idea that this team really last year, their success, I think, was predicated more on the running game. Their ability to run the ball opened up everything else, and if they couldn't run, that was going to be a challenging day for them. However, in that second game against the Giants, Zeke ran for 107 yards on 24 carries. It was, a, by all counts, a good running day. Cowboys still didn't have enough to win the game. They lose 10-7. to So is tomorrow's – I mean, I'm sorry, is Sunday's game, do you think because of that and because of how good this defense is, specifically up front, do you think this game is going to be more about the ability to be able to throw the ball and particularly be able to connect downfield – then it will be about being able to run the ball. Yes, uh, I'll say no. This is so. This is a Dak game. That's the metaphor I used all last year. Is that Zeke is the engine that makes everything hum. Dak is the guy driving the car. I mean, you can drive, you can go a hundred miles an hour, but if you run into a brick wall, the car is not going to go anywhere. And that, and when you play a defense this good, the Zeke is going to do his thing, and he's going to be fine. He'll. Pro- I mean, if I had to guess, he'll probably get a hundred yards or flirt with it, but. To beat a defense like this, your quarterback has to make plays. And so, you know, this is probably Seattle's going to be like that. Kansas City's probably going to be like that based on what we saw last night. Four four or five times this year, they're going to play an opponent with a defense good enough to where Zeke isn't going to be enough. And so, like I said, he'll be good, but it's, you know, there's between five and ten plays that Dak has to make if they're going to win. I think it's more on him, in my opinion. No, I disagree with that. And and just to take your analogy, I mean, the car doesn't even go from, you know, here to there without the engine. I mean, the engine is the engine for a reason. So, I mean, you could switch out drivers. And I'm not saying that, that Dak is, is, doesn't have a big role. He certainly does. Um, and, and how he handles the how the, the Giants stop the running game will, will, will ultimately, you know, affect what the Cowboys do. But I just feel like they, they have to stick with what they do. They, they built this team. They built the offensive line. They built the running game to be this type of team, and they have to kind of stick with it. So even if it doesn't work well early on, you have to just keep pounding. You can't go away from the game plan and put it on the, uh, on the deck. And I think – But do you want to do the same thing you did last year? 
Yeah. Which clearly didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I'll stick with it. Stay stay in that same course. That's the way that's the way these games are. That's the way that Cowboys Giants game is. I mean, it's going to be close down to the end. The defense is going to play well. Your offense plays well. But I mean, I, I'm saying that it's still, it's not, that doesn't need to be doing a whole lot of different things. Let me, let me rephrase so I'm not confused. I'm not calling for Dak to throw the ball 50 times. Same, do the same thing. Lean on Zeke. He is the engine of this offense, but they're not going to win unless Dak plays great. That's basically my point. And playing great. And he did play great, great in that game. He that, played, was, that was his worst game. Worst game, game as a pro was the yeah. second game against the Giants. Right. And then his first game against the Giants was probably his second worst. Yep. That's not going to cut it. Not against no. a defense like this. Right. And I think that other than, you know, maybe one or two teams, and we, won't, we don't need to highlight them because they haven't played. We don't know who's good, you know, yet. But I think you can say that same sentence on a Friday before every single game you play, that if Dak doesn't play well, they're probably not going to win. Well, I think there's a there's a distinction here between playing well, which I think he did for the majority of the year last year. Yeah. There were some games when he played out of his mind, when he had a high completion percentage, when he had some big throws in, throughout, in parts of the game that were, you know, throws that were tough to make that he made. Like, those are the kinds of things I think Dave is saying. Is he's going to have to make – this defense is good enough where he's going to have to make some really tough throws, and those tough throws will be what actually ends up winning this game for him. He's, he's going to have to hit some chunk plays and connect through the air on some third and longs and be a bigger part of the reason why the chains are moving than Zeke. I mean, you know, off the top of my head, you're right. We don't know who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, but – if you're playing a Cleveland-esque team, you can win that game just by asking your quarterback to not get in the way. Yeah, I, I, don't, that's not, I don't even know what the argument is. I really don't even know what we're <laughs> arguing. I, I, I think what I'm, I'm just saying is I don't, I don't know if this changes anything from last year. I just think you still you go into it, you still play, you, you lean on the running game. Dak's going to have to make plays. I don't, I don't even know if why. I don't even know if we're seeing the same thing or not. This is, I agree. Dak does have to play well to win the game. <laughs> I think that Zeke has to play better than well. But. Zeke is not going to have a great, wonderful game. I don't think he's going to produce many <laughs> yards. I know you disagree, Nick. Yeah. But the way I <laughs> Just see wait it, a few minutes. Yeah. Gonna I get hope to that. so. The, the, no, the way I see it is like he won't be very productive. But at the same time, I think that having him there will definitely give Dak Prescott some comfortness that. He just has when he has Zeke there, although Dak is like one of the most confident guys on earth. But I think just having his presence there, not so much his game, I think that's going to be the key for yeah. this game. I mean, I, I believe that the Giants did a nice job of limiting Zeke. I mean, yeah, 107 yards, but the first two games combined, they did a good job against him. Uh, if you take out the Philly game, which at the end of the season when they weren't playing their, their guys, the, the, the Giants stopped the Cowboys. Um, their, their two games against the Giants were the lowest rushing outputs of the entire season, those two games. So they did a nice job. And I think that if there's the domino. I think that Dak didn't play well because of that. I mean, they, they stopped the running game, so then then it was it forced it on. It's a good point. Yeah. If more people, if more if more teams could stop the running game like that, like they did last year, I don't think Dak has a great season. You know, if if they stop the running game, so which I guess, I that's kind of the point I'm trying to make is it's on him. Because I I mean I think it'll be more of the same. I think Zeke will be fine, but he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna touch 200 all-purpose yards. I think it's gonna be on Dak to make this work, knowing that. Maybe they're not getting six yards per carry. Gotcha. Yep. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on. Let's do a little see or no. Amber, what do you got for us? All right. You guys ready? Nick? We're ready. No, don't mess this up. Come on. Okay. <laughs> she directed that at you. Yeah, sure did. Cowboys score first on the game. C. C. No. <laughs> this one goes to you. You already have this answer. Sig will have 100 yards or more. C. Rushing or all-purpose? C. All. No, rushing. Oh, Sorry, rushing. this okay. is a, rushing. from the fans. C. Yeah. No. Okay. This will be Kellen Moore's last year. Wow. <laughs> Took it there. That was personal. Uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> these are fans. I thought you were going to say game. Um, C. C. Wait, wait. As the quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a good question. That's a good clarification question. See, as quarterback, he's got a he's yeah. got a medium polo just hanging. Where, where he's Absolutely, staff on same it. one yeah. I got on. Yeah, quarterback. Yeah. See, last year. See. 
Jeff Heath doesn't make it through the year. I'll just say that. Oh wow. Okay. Hmm. Jeff Heath becomes everything they hoped for in Matt Johnson. Wow. Throwback. <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> I mean, just have a chance to trash two guys right. at the same time. <laughs> uh, everything they hope for, no. I mean, you know, I think Jeff Heath will he- be fine. I don't think he's going to be the next, you know, Darren. I don't Hitzel. know the, the process and how you came up with that that question, but – Jeff Heath has already played a game. Yeah. Good so point. I don't That's, know how you could. But he's already better. surpassed. I think. I think, <laughs> I think the, the spirit of the question is the unreal levels of hype surrounding Matt. Yeah. Johnson. What they hope it could be. Yeah, I think so. Well, do they, do they hope he can be a competent starting safety? Because then, in that case, sure. If they hope he can be a Hall of Famer, no. I'm I'm gonna say no for now because I I gotta see it to believe it. I haven't. And that's not that's not Jeff's fault. I just haven't seen that consistently. He hasn't been placed in that yeah. kind of situation to have to do yeah. it consistently, and so I haven't seen it. So I don't know that I'd be willing to go out on a limb and say I'm, yes, he's going to be everything they want in a safety. I'm not going into this season thinking they're set. Yeah, right. You know, which and they, he could change my mind. He could yeah. get in here and play really, really Absolutely. well, and then hey, we're off and running. But right as of right now, I mean, it's the same kind of op- it's the same way I look at Nolan Carroll, like. Yeah, I don't think right now I'm willing to say Nolan Carroll is going to be better than Brandon Carr. So we'll just have to see. If he is, great. If he's not, though, I think I've seen enough that I think it can go either way. There's not a ton of stories in the Cowboys and in the league where the guy plays four years as a as a backup role player, then all of a sudden he's a starter and he's really good. I mean, yeah. that's just, a good point. You see it. These guys will flash it a little bit earlier, and then they start. They don't wait to that point in their career. It just doesn't happen. A lot. Romo is one example. They they did have some of those players for a while, you know, the Doug Freeze, the Miles Austins, but I don't even know if they lasted that long as as Heath did. Demarcus Lawrence will have six to eight sacks this year. C. C. I like that. Yeah. Six to eight. C. Dak will have more rushing touchdowns than he did last year. D. How many did he have last year? Six? Five or six. C. C. I like that. I was, I, C. I think that two-point conversion against Green Bay, I think that's something. Best play ever. It is, and, and I think it's a play that you'll see a lot with Switzer, with Cole. Those guys spread out, no, no backs. Helps maybe. their red zone Boom. offense so much. Yeah. Having a quarterback a that, can, that can force you to pay attention to him helps. It opens up so much more over the middle for you to be able to take advantage of what Terrence Williams does well going across the middle, take advantage of Jason Witten in the middle of the field. Like There's a lot of things that – that you can do because defenses have to pay attention to quarterback being able to run. Fourth and fourth and goal from the one. I mean, I like him to get that one yard as much as I like giving it back to Zeke and letting him. I mean, just I would never, I would never kick from inside the five if I were this team. Inside the five. Yeah. So if you got fourth and five, I'm going. I'm in. Really? I'm all the way in. Yeah. You know, you know. If my defense was a little bit better, and maybe they will be, we'll see once we get into the season. But if my defense was a little bit better, I might agree with you. If the defense is not better than last year, I don't think I'd do that. Well, what what I would, you know, how I always say this: make when you get down there, first and goal from the seven or whatever. Make up your mind right then what you're going to do. Make up your mind if this is four down. Don't sit there and wait till third down because first down, second down. I mean, just just keep running. If you and if you remember in the opener last year, that was the big. They they lost that game because they couldn't convert in the red zone. I mean, they went down there like five times. Easily drop a pass like over the middle. I think maybe it was tipped, but yes, I mean they or no, I think it was just an outright drop. They 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 didn't. They kicked field goals on four of their five trips down there. I mean, they finished with nineteen points. That's. That's not going to cut it. Yeah, Beasley's had a couple in when these last two openers. He dropped one down there inside the five, probably could have scored, and then he also fumbled in the year before with Cromartie's ran it back for a touchdown. So what? You done? Yeah. (laughs) When I stop talking, (laughs) I'll be done. I got to look. (laughs) Okay, last one. If the (laughs) Elliott suspension holds up, we would see another year like 2014 for Des Bryant. I didn't get that question. Can you say it again for me, please? If Zeke, just if say, Zeke just is no, suspended, just if Zeke <laughs> is suspended, you'll see Dez have 16 touchdowns. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I don't even. Know. I'll just say 16 touchdowns. I don't th- really think that that 
matters whether Zeke's there or not. I mean, well, I think the point is, I think the point is, if, oh, if Zeke is gone, rusher in the NFL. And yeah, they had team. the NFL offensive player of the year. They ran for two thousand yeah, yards. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got a better shot to do that this year because he's on the same page with Dak a little bit more. And if you remember, Dak Dez never comes close to the Antonio Browns of the world in terms of catches. But he's that guy that when you get inside the red zone, you look to throw it up to him. I don't. I'd be surprised if he sniffs that type of touchdown total just because you'll have the running game to lean on and you got the Beasleys of the world. I I do I think this will be his best season since 2014 easily. But Probably I don't know. Healthy. Sixteen touchdowns is unreal for a receiver. Yeah, I will say this though. I I hope this year they actually make a more concerted effort to get him involved earlier in games because I think there are times in games where he kind of gets lost. And to me, if you if you introduce him early in games, I think it gives the defense a moment of pause. Once it gets to a point where it's, you know, second quarter and he still hasn't sniffed the ball, I just don't I don't think you're taking advantage of that weapon enough. Yeah. You talked about it, Antonio Brown. Like they come out immediately and they're going to their guys. And yeah. you're gonna know which guys are going to be their guys, but they got enough of them and the Cowboys have enough of them to where even if you establish that, okay, if you want to start now trying to take him away, then we've got a lot of other guys that can beat up on you. But I would establish Dez early and often in every game. Absolutely. I don't get some some routes like slants and stuff like that that you feel pretty high, pretty feel pretty good that you're gonna get completions out of, and, and I would do that every game, start the game. All right, let's uh let's let's get to the uh, crazy predict predictions. Let's start first with Amber. Oh boy. Crazy prediction. Crazy prediction. Do I have to give a score to? No. Is and, you know, I, I probably should start it with Nick so that you can see how this works. Yeah. Like the crazy <laughs> prediction is this uh, is something that's a little bit this, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. something that's a little bit outside the realm of what's blocked punt, flea flicker. Yeah. No. And we got pretty elaborate with them last year. Doesn't have to be. I don't know how crazy you guys but, get. But OK, go ahead. I think that um, I, I've said it all, all week. I do think that kind of a take that moment that I just think Zeke's going to have. Uh, with all this stuff going on, and we don't really know, we haven't really talked about, you know, w- what could happen today. There will, there should be some news uh, regarding Zeke, but I think he's going to play either way. I think he'll have, I think he'll play really well, and uh, I think he's going to get 200 all-purpose yards. I don't know if, where that's going to come from, and it'll probably be like a 120-80 type of thing. Okay, running. Dave. I don't know if this is bold enough, but whatever. Um, as much as we criticize him, I just feel like uh, home game, leaky offensive line, Eli's got a penchant for making those types of plays. I not only think the defense is going to get some takeaways, I think they'll score one too, which they don't do very often. In fact, I'm having trouble thinking Who's gonna about it. That's where you got to get. Let's to. just get. That's just, that's, that's right. a crazy prediction. Defensive touchdowns good. Maybe in your written gut feeling, maybe you can throw a name out there. Cheetah Bay. Oh, oh why not? Okay. Why the hell not? You know, it might be inactive. That well, then <laughs> I'll be wrong early. Whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is crazy enough or not. Local. Uh, loco, loco. Cowboys get four sacks. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, um, Millie Collins tackle Charlton. Aiming them. One each. If Taco gets a sack, I'm he's gonna, gonna go, get his first sack. I'm gonna go That's so good. hard on Twitter on all my Taco haters. <laughs> Taco, Taco gets a sack. We're gonna have some emojis. Yeah, emojis out the wazoo. <laughs> Taco makes his first. First sack. All right. all right. I was stuck on the Taco. Taco. My uh, my crazy prediction actually rides along with Dave. I'll give you a name. I think it's gonna be a sack fumble caused by Orlando Skandrick coming off the edge. That is. That, that's that not even slot blitz. That's smart based that's, on what we've that's seen. That's slot all blitz. And here's the other kicker. Like, he's going to have a really good game. He's also going to get a pick this game. Damn. I think it's going to be a good game for Orlando. Sack fumble and a, and a pick. How how much would he enjoy that post game press conference? He would love it. He'd be standing there waiting, uh, waiting for the media. Rich, to do I need to go to the podium? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the podium? Let me go. He's due I for just a game. Imagine like him that, standing at his locker like this, just waiting for the media. <laughs> all right. Now let's get some predictions. Who's going to win this game? Cowboys. Cowboys, you got a you score? You said that like on, yeah. was it Tuesday? We were talking <laughs> about left guard or something. Right at the you beginning the of the Cowboys will win. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a close one, but maybe mm, 27-24. 7-24. 
All right. Cowboys. Dave. Yeah, I I don't see a reason not to pick the Cowboys. I think they have the better offense. They have the home field advantage. I don't have a ton of confidence in the defense as it sits right now, but Rod Marinelli loves to say, you know, we have to play better than their defense. I think as good as the Cowboys offense has looked over the last month, even knowing it's the Giants, and it, I mean, it's not going to be easy, but I, I think they can find a way to win this, and I'll say 24-20. Okay. Um, I agree. I, I think it's going to be one of those um, close games. I think Dallas will win it 24-22. Okay. I think, uh, I think Somebody getting a safety? No. No, it's going to be someone's going to be going for two to win, to tie the game, and I just think they'll stop them. Cool. You know, the, that two-point defense has been really good. Yeah, it has. Two years. All right. I think Cowboys win as well, but I think they win a very, very close game, same as it was last year. I think these teams are so evenly matched, and I think they have um, – they know each other so well. I don't think it'll be a blow away. I don't think, it, I think it's going to be really close. I think the end score is going to be 17-16. Cowboys win at home. Hold on, game hold on, hasn't on, been a blowout on. since the 2011 finale. Hold on, but it, it just it just varies in how many points. Like yeah. there's some. You games had the Cowboys like, winning by what? Three or four. Yeah, the Cowboys winning by three. Three, two, two one, one. Look at that. Here we go. All right. You guys check out the game Sunday. We'll be back on Monday. We'll tell you what went right and what went wrong. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the Break Live on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!